students from the Citadel, a magical and scientific training center for young people from diverse worlds, threw themselves into the recovery efforts. Although putting out fires, assessing the damage, and restoring the island city were immense tasks, each challenge gave the students a practical way to apply the new skills they were learning. Hands wet with warm seawater, Vic tried to wipe soot from his cheeks, though he succeeded more in smearing than cleaning himself. He was tired and sweaty. His strange Alantian clothes were soaked. Hard work now, more hard work later, he said with a groan, then grinned at his cousin Gwen. On the other hand, it sure beats homework. Back home on Earth, Mrs. Dorman is probably handing out sentence structure worksheets right now. Vic and Gwen, born on the same night to mothers who were sisters and fathers who were identical twins, were in the same grade at Stephen Hawking High, back in California. Gwen waded out from the shore up to her knees and wrestled with a floating beam blasted from a sunken cargo ship. Tossing her blonde hair back, she nodded, Probably. And Mr. Christensen would be assigning us a term paper on Prince Henry the Navigator. The island of Alantia, magically raised up from the ocean floor thousands of years earlier, served as a hub at the center of an arrangement of crystal doors that linked fantastic worlds. The native Merlons, however, had long resented the presence of this unnatural island in their world. They considered it a blemish on their perfect ocean. Recently, Merlon aggression had grown extravagant. The aquatic creatures had attacked and sunk several cargo ships, including the Golden Walrus, a vessel used for training students. Vic, Gwen, and their friends had barely survived the ordeal, and Vic suspected there was much more to the Merlon's behavior than simply being unfriendly neighbors. Vic helped Gwen carry the splintered wood beam to shore and add it to the growing pile of debris removed from the turquoise harbor waters. I wish my dad were here, he couldn't help saying. Dr. Carlton Pierce had been left behind in California when Vic and Gwen accidentally plunged through a crystal door to this magical world, where the Alantians were embroiled in a struggle against the fierce undersea Merlons. Vic caught the quick expression of sadness that filled Gwen's dramatic violet eyes. Her own parents were dead, killed in a car accident, which the cousins now knew had probably not been an accident. Vic and Gwen's coming to Elantia hadn't been a complete accident either. Since their arrival, they had encountered too many clues. About their mothers and the potential Vic and Gwen seemed to have inherited from them, to be certain any more what was coincidence and what was destiny. Mystery surrounded much of what had happened to the cousins since Vic's father had warned them of a strange danger. Cap Pierce had been arranging crystals in the solarium of their California home when Vic and Gwen had unintentionally stumbled through a crystal door and found themselves here in Alantia, with no obvious way home. Smoke rose in dark plumes that the sea breezes dissipated, leaving the sky a clear blue that seemed almost too cheery for the exhausting work they all faced. As Vic and Gwen started back into the water, a shadow passed overhead. Vic looked up to see a purple rectangle trimmed in gold tassels, the magic carpet written by their friend Ali El-Sharif, a young prince from the flying city of Irakesh.
Sharif called down to them. That battle kraken caused a great deal of damage. At least most of the fires are out now. He held the clear egg sphere of his nymph genie Piri over the edge of the carpet, so that she could get a good look as well. The tiny fairy-like creature glowed blue with earnest concentration. Sharif brought the carpet down closer to his friends. He rolled Piri up and down his arms, contact juggling, while the diminutive feminine figure inside the globe twinkled pink with enjoyment. Sharif grinned at his small friend. Piri and I have a good view from above. I count sixteen sunken war galleys, fishing boats, and cargo ships, including two large vessels near the mouth of the harbor. Those will need to be moved first. Sunken ships posed a significant hazard. Many types of sailing ships came through the crystal doors from other worlds. While some had shallow drafts, others had hulls that extended so deeply into the water that they would scrape the wreckage and possibly sink themselves.